Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. 1 John chapter 3, verse 15. Under the Old Covenant, God commanded that thou shalt not murder. Yet Jesus narrows the mark under the new covenant because that we now have access to the instant personal voice of conviction by the indwelling Holy Spirit. Therefore, simply allowing ourselves to think these things is rebellion against his leading. So then that Jesus tells us very clearly that to simply hate your brother makes you guilty of the sin of murder. Because whether you take the first step or the last, you are still on the wrong path. Narrow is the way that leads to life, and few are they that find it. And I believe that this is one of the main reasons that so few stay on it. That common reason being offense. Matthew chapter 5 verse 23 tells us this, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. This is a big part of our personal ministry and responsibility that is greatly ignored or overlooked in the word. It actually says in the following scripture that we are to take the fault, even if it is not your fault, in order to make peace if need be. Simply apologize and let all parties be released. If they will not hear you and accept, then the judgment is on them, but you have been freed from it and will receive a reward for your humble obedience and righteousness in obeying the word of the Lord and the teachings of Jesus. It is a serious thing to stray from the right way because of hate. It will prevent you from hearing God clearly, and more importantly, it will prevent Him from hearing you. Your prayers, which are of great effect when prayed by a righteous man or woman, will become empty and useless when polluted by offense. Isaiah chapter 29 verse 1 tells us this, Behold, the Lord's hand is not short that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. This is a serious thing. My friend, hate toward anyone, no matter how seemingly justified, will destroy your walk of righteousness in an instant. This is why Jesus preached so hard against it. So repent of it. Don't allow the sun to go down on your wrath. Forgive as soon as you feel it creeping in and pray for them like Jesus did. They are being led of another spirit. 
and they really don't know what they are doing. But you do. So the responsibility lies on you. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 gives us the words of our king when we read Jesus saying to us, You have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemy. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven. It doesn't matter how impossible the situation, that's all the more reason to be praying, not just against it or for God to resolve it, but for the salvation of the wicked. Oh Lord, save them that they might change because that's the only way for us to not have to face the problems all over again. My friend, understand this, that those who rise against you are most likely those that you were meant to intercede for, those that you were meant to fight for, to get them into the kingdom and the enemy. He's causing them to stir up and attack you so that you lose your heart for them and don't complete the mission that you've been given. Get your full reward for this. There is actually a particular crown given on the final day to those who are willing to pray, intercede, and labor to bring in those into the kingdom that are the most difficult, that are the hardest to reach, that are the most offensive, the impossible cases, those that are willing to fast and pray and fight for them to be saved and changed, that the plans of the enemy might be made void. And our king received the reward of his suffering. My friend, what greater victory could there be than to stand before God on the day of judgment and have it told to you, you thwarted the plans of the enemy. Your prayers and fasting and intercessions, your continual praying and pressing, your forgiveness afforded to you by the Holy Spirit through the blood and sacrifice of Jesus has changed this person and their destiny They were delivered from the enemy and you get a share in even their reward because you had a part in it. You get reward with interest. Romans chapter 12 verse 18 says, if it be possible as much as it lieth in you to do so live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. My friend, do you understand what Paul said here? He's saying, do the opposite of what your flesh is telling you to do. Bless your enemies, help them, feed them, clothe them, show the love of Christ to them. It might be that they might be saved and changed and redeemed. And you have now helped to turn an enemy into a friend. But if they refuse, if they don't, then in the end, all these good things that you are doing for them will be counted against them in the judgment and it will heap coals of fire. They'll receive their reward for it. Even if they use you and abuse you and hate you and slander you, God sees everything. And he desires to forgive just as we do. But in the end, if they refuse to take his mercy, they will pay for what they did. 
but you've got to be willing to let God be the judge of them because he is the defender of the defenseless. But if you go around defending yourself, fighting back, hating, backbiting, slandering, being just like them, he won't be able to judge them for what they did when you did no different. You see, it's as simple as this. Jesus told us to pray for our enemies because that if we let offense slip in, then the enemy wins. He's got that soul that didn't even know why they were doing those things to you in the first place. But if he can let hatred come in, then you have strayed and he's won you in the process. But if you pray, if you love them, if you forgive and intercede for them and fight for them in the spirit, then you maintain your own righteousness and you might just win them in the process. So use wisdom and remember that this is a war that we're in. These things don't happen for no reason. So fight strategically and not in your emotions. Because the enemy, he is very good at working our emotions. And a man that is led by his emotions will be easily led into every trap and snare of the enemy. The Bible tells us that a man who is not in control of his own soul is like a city without walls. His defenses are down. He can be easily overtaken, overrun by the enemy. The soul is the mind, the will. And the emotion, my friend, the enemy can get into those things. So you've got to be wise enough to step back from the situation and see the forest for the trees. You've got to look at the puppeteer, not just the things that's standing in front of you, but what is pulling the strings. You've got to see this thing for what it is. It's a much bigger thing than what's poking your emotions. Step back and pray. Seek the king. That you might move in his wisdom and clarity. The Bible says that if we lack understanding in anything that we can freely ask him and he is willing to give it. But you've got to humble yourself and come to the point where you realize that you need it. Then you've got to have patience to wait and seek him. And then you've got to trust what he reveals to you. Because more often than not, it is the opposite of what makes sense to you of what your emotions want to do, of what's easy and pleasing. But my friend, if you will trust his leading, he won't fail you. He'll come through every time and you'll end up victorious in this fight. And one of the hardest things to obey on is when he tells you, hold on, you're not right. You got to forgive them. You got to love them. You got to pray for them. You've got to keep fighting for them. Because if they get saved and get right, then they'll no longer be a problem for you or for anyone in the kingdom. They'll be an ally. So, Lord, we pray for patience today. We pray for wisdom. We pray that you put this message in our spirit. We pray that you give us ears to hear it, a heart to receive it, that you forgive us of any time we've moved in offense, bitterness, arrogance, pride, emotions, Lord. Help us to not be led by our emotions in the quick and in the moment, but help us to stop, step back and pray and say, Lord, what is really happening here? What is the enemy trying to do in this situation? What is he trying to prevent me from moving into? Who is he trying to keep me from influencing? Oh Lord, help me to be more like you. Help me to bear good fruit. Help me to be humble. 
Help us to not care what men think or say of us, but to care more about what you will say on the day of judgment. Help us to remember in every situation how our story will be told and the hearts and intents of men will be revealed before all of the saints and angels of heaven. Lord, give us clean hands and a pure heart. And for the times that we've missed it and messed up, we pray for forgiveness and cleansing and a fresh start. We thank you, Lord, that you were willing to demonstrate this to us because you really had a reason to not forgive us, but yet you did and you still do. And if we are obeying your teachings and following the leading of your spirit, then we'll do it too. So, Lord, we pray against a spirit of offense and of hatred in this nation and in the world. Lord, not just in our own hearts, Lord, we do address ourselves first. But once we are cleansed and forgiven and filled with your spirit, then we have the power and authority to stand against the enemy and take the land that we have been given because you left us here for a reason to possess, to occupy the land until you come again. So we say in the name of Jesus that the spirit of offense and hatred is not welcomed. We are calling for the armies of heaven to come and fight against this thing, expose it and remove it. We've got to be willing to take up arms against the enemy in prayer and intercession and kick these things out of our territories. Our homes, our families, mothers, fathers, our children, out of our communities, our churches, and our government, out of our nation and our generation. We call for heaven to come and war against it and we bind its power in the mighty name of Jesus because nothing is too big for him. Nothing is too hard for our God. God, give us a heart to believe again that we will stand up and speak and proclaim. Call upon your name. And tell the enemy that he can't stay. Remember the commission that we have been given. We know that the word of God says that if we pray anything according to his will, he will hear it. And we know by his teachings that it is his desire for us to do this. So we pray it in absolute faith. Knowing that he will move on our behalves concerning these things because it is his will to do so. So we give you praise, Lord, for victories. You are a God of all power and authority. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.